This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A, V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Verve and welcome back, Katie, to the podcast. You had a little bit of a vacay. Yeah, round of applause. We're going to talk about my vacation outfits this week because I finally canceled my Rent the Runway. This is my last Rent the Runway order. And um, it's always so nice to go on a vacation, feel like you have something new to get dressed for, a new climate. Uh, Mm -hmm. Totally switches things up. Well, I cannot wait to see what you wore. But for now, let's talk about what is happening on the runways over at Paris Fashion Week. If you've been binging all of our episodes like a good listener, and I'm sure you have, then you've heard New York, you've heard London and Milan, and we are on the last week of Fashion Month, which is Paris Fashion Week, which is some of the heavy hitters uh, show here. So I'm going to start off with Givenchy who has a creative director who's semi-new. It's Matthew M. Williams. He started at the brand in the fall of 2020. So he's really had a rough hand as far as timing goes. (laughs) Um, But I feel like he's really finding his stride there. This is a house that I think of fondly, mostly because in my teenage years were like the Rottweiler monkeys on the shirts and studs and everything. And Givenchy was like a big um, it brand like a few years ago. I feel like it's kind of died off a little bit. So I'm hoping for a resurgence. Yeah, and 100%. Matthew and Williams dated Lady Gaga. No. Can you believe that? No, but like, I don't know. I can I can kind of feel a vibe. Like, it doesn't seem like completely out of place. How did they meet? I don't even know. I was reading his Wikipedia page, and that was like <laughs> the last sentence on it. And I was like, why is this not forefront information? Yeah, that needs to be an entire broken down bullet point, multi-paragraph explanation there. But he also got his start. I think he designed something for the artist formerly known as Kanye West in like 2007, (laughs) 2008 at an award show. And that was like, I guess he was kind of in costume design first and then got more into fashion design. He's not traditionally Mm. trained. Uh, I think he was rejected from Parsons, actually. So I feel like he probably came up a different route and maybe ran with that Hollywood crowd more because he was in costume performance design so maybe they met organically through that huh so is he american british american oh he's from illinois he's from oh, a suburb random. of chicago huh um evansville or oh yeah that's just like a suburb yes so all right there's your little biography on matthew yeah, williams right. <laughs> so let's talk about the collection uh it started out with some really strong outerwear pieces and like I mean, out the gate, like 20 pieces, but the first five or six are my favorite. It's the huge shoulders. I feel like we've been seeing that everywhere and then nipped in with the tiny waist, but brought in at the waist, it's like 
folded and pleated to give it shape with these buttons. And you see it in every which way as like a maxi coat, as a dress with like cleavage cut out, as a mini dress, as a mini coat. And I feel like it was just a good way to like take a cool technique and work smarter, not harder. And yet it all looks uniform, but each one was serving a different purpose. And then there's a lot of just like beautiful cozy wool which I feel like has been a theme through all the shows that I've like really liked I can see people are really thinking about the textures that you're using and I mean it's fall winter right so there's only so many different textiles you can use but I'm loving this like kind of raw looking cashmere and wool that people are showing and like showing off the texture The models also have like smudge black eyeliner, undone hair. And so especially in the beginning of the show when it's so like buttoned up, put together, so crisp and polished. I like the juxtaposition of like the messy eyes, messy hair. But like girl's got a job. She's got to look put together. But then around look 27 is when we're starting to change. And we're starting to see what the Vogue um review described as Matthew Williams version of Givenchy and that's Mm. like super layered so it's like these thick turtlenecks underneath of these like Sherpa leather and or yeah oversized Sherpa and leather jackets kind of like the one that you've been wearing lately Mm. and then there's like an Oxford white shirt peeking out underneath the sweater and then there's these like super textured cargoed pants and then there's like two skirts on top of it it's a lot happening uh but i think you would be fairly pleased looking at it and there's even like a sexier version that they show where they swap out kind of those like thick oversized pieces just for like a slim black sheer turtleneck with the tank top Uh, but i feel like it's very much like the modern girl going out in new york downtown that's exactly what i was going to say is that this collection feels like a really modernized version of Givenchy and like in a pretty good way, not necessarily in a way that I'm feeling like very thought provoked or um, feeling like they're pushing a button for greater fashion, but like they're pushing a button mm-hmm. for themselves and that's worth something. And I think I mean, these are all ready to wear collections. So they ideally should be, I mean, obviously they're all very expensive and designer. And so the people who can afford them are select few, but like this is supposed to be the more wearable version of these shows. So I think he's doing a really fantastic job of like taking really high, like fashion silhouettes but making them wearable you can see that in the gowns at the end of the show like there's this long sleeve drop waist there's like this tool course or this black lace corset with all this tool and it looks like fashion and it but it's kind of in the way that it's like I didn't try too hard even though you definitely did but it's like the cool girl laid back like everything's like a little like slinky but it doesn't look too stuffy and I'm like really into that vibe right now and it still looks pretty yes the gowns there was the gowns do except where there was a section in the center of the show where there's like really bright um like green and pink and it's like a sheer Mm -hmm. liquidy fabric it felt out of place to me I didn't care for it I saw that it was like um archival revival which almost every designer is doing that like showing something like that the house has had from years ago so I think these were from the 70s I didn't particularly care for it however this look 44 which I have a photo for you with this fish print that was an archive revival and this dress is so cool. So it's like there's this fish printed all over on these strips of like that looks like that metallic um, disco kind of like tiny little disc. Yeah. Almost chain mail like, but like super, yeah. super little. 
like cut into strips and then like fastened back together is one shoulder there's these velvet bows on the side and then if you look at the gloves they're like sheer gloves with these black lace or these black leather laces and those are on a lot of the gown looks and I was super into those I thought those were like a fun play on like I mean everyone's been showing a glove the past few seasons yeah so sexy cool easy I'm a big fan of what he's doing over here and I can't wait to see what his next collection brings Yep, this was a really good one, and it feels like something that is, um, like we said, modern and of the times, but still uh, very wearable. So my first, my first collection is Alexander McQueen. So this is a collection, or rather a brand, I'm not sure that we talked about last season, but we have obviously talked about before, maybe two seasons ago when they had um, those spray paint mushroom sweaters. Do you remember that? Oh, and there was like a graffiti suit. Yes. 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 I feel like that might be the last time that we talked about them. Mm-hmm. So this collection, um, with Sarah Burton was basically a study in tailoring. I feel like tailoring has, we've talked about it before, um, fit and precise detail, tailoring, um, taking your stuff to someone to make it actually fit has fallen by the wayside compared to decades and generations past. So now that we're kind of moving back into more people going into work, more people actively deciding to make dressing intentional for them, A lot of people have been predicting a return to tailoring, a return to more structured pieces in contrast with like, you know, wearing sweatpants out and about and like knits all the time. So it was really nice, I think, to see such an expert execution in that arena. Also, we have Naomi Campbell opening the show, which is just like, love that for her. Um, How old is she now? Like, I should have looked that up, but she's She's in in her her 50s. 50s for yeah. sure she said let me get that check yeah she looks awesome uh for any model but especially a model who is most certainly in her 50s um so the entire show like we said or rather like i said had um all sorts of really structured moments happening one of the images that i pulled is this um pants set with a corset but like tuxedo buttons down the front and then just like an Oxford shirt underneath a tie tucked into it. There were a couple brands I noticed that had a lot of ties incorporated. Do you remember? I think Valentino had a bunch of ties. Yes, they did. did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And um, maybe Dior had some ties. Like it was just a a light theme, I think. Well, people have been calling that ties are going to be in on TikTok for like at least two years now. Yeah. And I wonder, are we seeing that manifest because it's, it's an interesting like chicken or the egg moment. Exactly. I'm also really into this trench coat. Obviously a trench coat for fall is a must have, but with these really big scrunched up shoulders. And again, with the gloves happening here, the long leather gloves. Um, And I'm not super into this shoe shape that showed up a couple different times and not necessarily just in this show, but I feel like this um, flower petaled, like opened up slit front pump um, has just been popping up randomly. Not my favorite shoe shape. I know that you can appreciate like 
or most anyone can appreciate like a top of the foot moment. I just uh-huh. don't love that. No, I agree. I think it was Loewe. They had yeah, they something had some. similar, and I agree. It was like this really slouchy boot that went off to the side, and I'm not about that. I really loved this. Speaking of slouchy, semi – it's not slouchy per se. It's just like a curvy model is walking down the runway in a leather dress, so it kind of scrunches up. But it is kind of draped really nicely across her hips, and then this big asymmetrical one-shoulder moment happening that's all folded over on itself. I really love that dress. Like I would love to be able to wear that dress somewhere. And we're getting a lot of uh, statement earrings as well. She's wearing a really beautiful like one earring statement moment. Then in the show, we moved into this semi-knit section um, with one of my favorites, this beautiful structured shoulder slit knit dress. Um, I love how it hangs and with the, I think it might be beading there in the very front that's kind of or no, nope, it's just more ropes. So it's like roped in on itself. It looks like it's looped down the side. I love the way that's just probably moving and doing great things. Like it just looks like a comfy and yet – is it a daytime dress? Is it a nighttime dress? I guess normally like pieces like that are kind of annoying to try to wear. But I want to wear this to like a winter brunch perhaps in a climate that's really not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sweater knitwear portion of the show like stood out to me so much. The fact mm-hmm. that they were able to accomplish a tailoring effect using this thick knitwear. I mean, you're about to probably cover this other outfit here that's showing it, which is like I would have whipped that off the model and just wear that. Like I'm obsessed with it, but like I that is vividly my favorite part of the show is this knitwear is phenomenal. Yeah, so speaking of what she's alluding to, it is this sweater that has these massive balloon shoulders that, like she said, are just very structured. Like it doesn't look like it's um, hanging. It just looks like it's standing off of the model's body. And it's this massive heavy knit that's so – it looks heavy and yet lightweight at the same time. Like it's carrying its own weight. It's so cool with these little leather shorts and some knee high leather boots. Like honestly, that outfit combo is endlessly applicable. Like I don't think that that should ever go out of style. I hate shorts in the summer, but I love them in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense. Layering a tight underneath too. Like just makes it a little different. And then by the time we get to the the end of the show. They're kind of like the No, you go I was going to say the boots on the model, they look like the Givenchy shark boots that are popping up everywhere again. Oh, true. The shoes on the little knit dress, too. I love those. And interestingly, I think we have like a peep toe situation happening, which I feel mm-hmm. like is interesting territory. I feel like I saw a TikTok semi-recently talking about the anti-peep toe and how it's like the ultimate like trend that should never come back and blah 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 and I'm like I don't know I don't hate it I mean if you got a good pedicure why not yeah exactly and then by the end of the show we have some really beautiful gowns that have these um to me they 
feel floral, but also they remind me of like paper lanterns, um, particularly the last gown, this like deep purple eggplant colored one um, that has some really beautiful shoulders coming up off of it. And the number one thing that I loved about this was the necklace. It kind of looks like a bug, but I'm pretty sure it's just metal um, flower petals. And it's a really cool take on the rosette um, trend that's been popping up everywhere. I think wearing it in metal form just feels um, much more nighttime right, to go with this gown, but also just like a little bit edgier. Like it's, I love this iteration of it. And then the other gown is this really beautiful silver beaded mini corset dress, um, but has these long tendril beaded tendril strands coming down. And I can imagine wearing that is both exhaustingly heavy and very fun <laughs> at the same time. And she also has like a one shoulder statement earring moment going on. Um, I like that a lot. Are we going to see you playing with some statement jewelry after the show? Perhaps. I don't really own that much, honestly, outside of like pendants or like in just chunky chains. I don't have a lot of like really intricate jewelry like this. So maybe it's something that I'll have to go searching for. Speaking of jewelry, some of the best in the biz, in my opinion, or just some of my favorite, let's hop over to Scaparelli, showing their first ever ready-to-wear collection by Daniel Roseberry. So I thought it was very interesting that they've never had a ready-to-wear. They only do couture. Agreed. I would not... It makes sense now that you've said it out loud, but because their couture shows make such a splash, I never felt like I was missing out on them not having a ready-to-wear collection. And some of their looks don't feel so out of reach. Like, yeah. um, you just like pantsuits and things like that that you're like, sure, that's like Chanel does that for ready-to-wear all the time, you know? Um, but this one, we get to see some separates. We get to see some jersey fabric, some denim. These are fabrics that you would not find in couture. Again, couture is like the highest level of fashion presented. And they're really making one of one of pieces. So when it comes to ready to wear, you're going to choose more um, wearable fabrics and cheaper fabrics to manufacture. So you can still see all the brand signature details. There's a lot of gold detailing with like buttons that have little keyholes on them and then of course all the face parts um there's like the hidden ink blot faces and this short crop furry jacket there's even a few nods to the recent animal fur debacle that happened a month <laughs> ago at paris couture week which we covered on the show but that is when both kylie or no kylie showed up in that like um lion head that naomi Campbell wore actually or um no, Naomi did wear that. I think that was Arena Shank wore that. Um, and then that's when Doja Cat came in, like, all the red crystals. But there's definitely, like, a few fur tiebacks into that. Although those weren't, like, my favorite parts of this show. Um, my personal favorites are going to be all the separates. There's a bunch of sets in here. They're the first one that I saw on the show that I really loved is more like a wool suiting moment um, but all the pant details that they do in the show all kind of look like the Carhartt work pants which I had a pair and I love them and for some stupid foolish reason I got rid of them um because mm -hmm. I was like these are too big I was trying to like closet purge I don't know I'm mad at myself because <laughs> I literally had some that look like this basically they have like mid thigh like gold rivets and it's like a second paneling because 
they're made for work pants so i'm guessing second paneling because you're like on your knees and like on the ground and like rough in them but you see that in this wool suiting moment you see it again in kind of a crinkled leather and then my favorite piece or my favorite look in the show is going to be the denim two-piece with all the gold buttons down the front that you know want an eye want an ear want a lip and then we move into some beautiful coats. We have the inkblot faces I had originally said. And then there's more like kind of like the classic Scaparelli illustrative swirls. Like it's all of Scaparelli is based in like surrealist art. So, um, you know, the little illustrations kind of look like something you, lo- you know, but it's also like a bit dreamland. And um, the models, glam-wise, a lot of them are wearing thick black fabric headbands, which I Hmm. have been all about lately, especially, like, day three hair is, like, the perfect hack. Um, So, overall, I thought it was, like, a really strong entry into ready-to-wear for them. Like, is it the everyday girl's wardrobe? No. But for the fashion girl who, like, wants to be doing the most but kind of has to taper it down, like Katie and I here, um, it's definitely a hit. Oh. I forgot to mention there's also just like a lot of black cotton leggings tucked into like either a stiletto or knee-high boots paired with like a crop fur jacket. It's kind of like a play on like, uh, you know, obviously, again, luxury brand, but kind of like their more casual presentation of it. And I was like, maybe we should be dressing up the black legging again. Like, let's bring her back around. I don't hate that idea. I love an elevated legging, like with a seam down the front or the split hem or I don't know, any other kind of detail, maybe like a wrap front tie thing, anything that makes it feel just a little bit special immediately takes it from legging to pant in my mind. Yeah, you have those cute new stirrup ones. I saw similar ones. I think Isabel Marant had a few like – I think they were kind of leggings and I thought they were stirrup, but it really was like they were just tucked into like this shoe that had a wrap on it, but they were kind of giving the same effect. And I like that too. So, I mean, again, the pendulum swings from super, super wide pants. I'm never wearing a legging again to like you're going to be wearing leggings as like fashion, not just athleisure at some point when we get back into like super skinny clothes. And the pendulum is swinging ever faster and faster at this point. So (laughs) we're going to just implode. (laughs) So then we can move on to my next collection pick, um, which was a showing from Zimmerman. So this brand is by two Australian sisters. And we've definitely covered them on this show before. They make a lot of really um, romantic, feminine um, dresses, long dresses, lots of details, lots of ruffles and layers and things like that. And there's something about being in springtime that makes me want to dress this way, or at least wishing for springtime, but in current season. And it's always so at odds with having to look at fall winter shows and try to think like, I just came out of this season. Like, what could I possibly want to wear that's inside of this realm anymore? Like, it feels so much like get it out of my face. So whenever a brand is able to have a semi-seasonally current, but still applies very transitional, right? Like this is your fall of your fall winter happening right here. And this is also their first foray into denim. So they have never showed denim before and really went all in. There was like a denim 
uh, jumpsuit that I didn't include, um, some denim on denim, like pants, shirt, jacket moment that I didn't include. But the parts that I was most impressed with were not only dresses over pants, because I am loving that at the moment, but also just one-off denim pieces. Um, So we have a pair of like really flowy, it looks like lightweight, um, medium wash denim with like a little lacy corset, a Z belt and a plaid blazer. Like this is just your, I'm going to brunch. I'm wearing things that I wore to the office this week and I'm making it cool and sexy and young and fresh or whatever. You could wear this in September. You're not wearing this in December. But like I said, that's what makes me love it about this because then we also have like basically a nightgown. We also saw a lot of high-low in this collection. And I really – I don't know that I'm really (laughs) willing to like step back into that territory. I definitely was a fan the first time around. And I don't know that it's that flattering on me. the, The length of where the high has to hit is so specific. And well, it's also like it's going to look so much better done by a designer than whatever you were wearing. Facts. You know, <laughs> also true. So this high low also has like a huge lace, co- uh, not collar, but hem at the bottom and just throwing a leather jacket on top. Like this collection really didn't take itself too seriously. And I liked that a lot about it. Another um, dresses over pants moment with this lightweight. Um, I don't know if it's like a linen or a, I'm not sure, but it's essentially almost see-through, um, with lace along the bottom in dress form with these really beautiful ties that are flowing down. Basically the same silhouette happening with, um, these multicolored stripes, multi-sized stripes and a painting on the front. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't see in the Vogue review if this was like a specific painting. Um, Mm. but it could be, we saw that happen, um, in what that we reviewed, um, New York fashion week when that, uh, from forget I'm blanking on the name right now, but they had that painting, um, from like the 1700s of that guy getting operated on. Oh, puppets and puppets. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we also see paintings showing up again, um, on this really beautiful wide, basically like ball gown skirt and I'm so into wearing that with just a cable knit sweater really mixing the high the fancy and the casual um it's not necessarily like I don't know I don't really think of this this dress as like a high low moment I don't know um but again we have another like kind of high low moment these really cool um I don't know if they're like satin they remind me of satin joggers or like the pajama pant trend that we saw for a long time. Um, but I really like it paired with this furry coat and then a denim. It looks like jacket, honestly, and no shirt underneath. Um, she's, again, not taking herself too seriously. This really beautiful <laughs> silken puffer. This girl basically looks like she's going to bed, but is so chic about it. And I did include this mustard velvet thing happening at the end. Um, it is, I don't like it at all. It looks really cheap in my opinion. And I thought that they're like long, it's the same fabric. Um, just like spaghetti strap flowing dress with like a big rosette happening on it looks so much better. This is just like a circle skirt 
and <laughs> some kind of like velvet tuxedo coat that I don't know. It just looks really aggressively dated. Like not the even cool this way. flower is like not translating. Like it looks very flat, and I feel like it shouldn't. You know, I don't know. It doesn't and the, and look polished. Yeah, I, this these glasses and the shoes are the only thing that I think looks appropriate and modern. Everything that's happening in the middle, I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of. But overall, um, this collection was something that felt approachable, cool, relaxed, but still updated and I appreciated their take on denim and branching out into that because it felt successful and still authentic um, because denim can be tricky and it can get really heavy too and for a brand that's known for having a lot of frills and floof and um, not a lot of heavy silhouettes um, a nice take so I enjoyed that I love the maxi denim skirt they did with like the matching chambray shirt and there's like a white jacket over it um that the shape of the denim maxi is like very good because i feel like if you're gonna do a denim maxi like your shape's gotta be on point and there's no slit yeah the slit is a big i have a denim maxi it does not have a slit but it's got like the structure of it and it's got these two cargo pockets in the front it feels okay to not have a slit but I do wish I had one that had a slit and I went thrifting this week for the first time in like a couple months not one denim maxi to be found in any size except for like a size 18 like the girls these the are girly they're them snatching them up and we might have put them I- onto it <laughs> <laughs> I love that for them uh, and all of the ex-Mormons who are donating their denim maxis. All right. So I have another show that also used paintings in it, mm. and that is over at Paco Rabanne. Um, the creative director over there, Julian Dosina, titled this, or Dosina, I should have looked that up. Mm. Um, but we're going to roll with Julian. So... The collection was titled A Chasing Dreams, which is quite fitting for this surrealist adventure that we're about to dive into. So the show opens with these polish, but they're actually very fuzzy separate. So it's like a little sweater with a matching kind of trouser-like pant. Even the belt is the same material. The first one that opens is in a brown, and then there's a black one right behind it. They're paired with sneakers. I'm like, this is what I want to wear in the fall, winter, like truly because again like you said it's hard to get like wearable inspo or like we've seen jeans and a sweater before but like right this coordinated fuzzy like kind of like the um what's it like eyelash fabric yeah 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 that was popular like y2k so it's like that material and then i am dying at the jacket that was featured in the third look it's like this beautiful sea foam color it's leather but then there's like the penny lane style fur all around the neck down to the floor but again paired with sneakers so like she's still approachable but it's definitely like the sax pot like statement for a jacket that everyone was wearing a few years ago on steroids and yeah. the color choice is magnificent and i love a color that doesn't seem like it should be in fall but it works and this is one of those and then there was a handful of like silk and lace dresses in the center of the show that I wasn't a huge fan of but then shortly after you get these like spandexy ruche maxi dresses with these gold adornments in the center the one that I have pictured in here is like a lilac it almost looks like a bleeding heart with these like red 
embellishments around it. There's also like a bright orange version that kind of has like the chakras, like a little medallion, each of those. And I thought those were very pretty leading up into a part of the show that I'm going to give you a little background on a little fashion in our history. Okay. So Paco Rabanne, the brand I believe was started in the sixties. He's a very well-known like 60s mod designer. And he's a Spanish man who was friends with fellow famous Spaniard at the time, uh, Salvador Dali, the surrealist painter. Most notably known for the dripping melting clocks. I'm sure everyone has seen those. Um, But Paco Rabanne died actually last month, beginning of February of this this year. And so this show is supposed to be a tribute to him. And so our man Julian thought it would be a good idea to speak to it by um, honoring one of his friendships that he had for so long. Reached out to the Dolly Foundation and they grant him license over like five pictures. So all of these Salvador Dali original artworks are printed on these long maxi dresses. Um, so they're very surrealist in nature. So the one that I have included in here kind of look like a dinner party out in the mid- middle of the desert. The this other one has like tigers, I think maybe attacking like the um, Lady of Venus kind of setup. And so they're all like outer worldly. Uh, the first one gives me Star Wars vibes for sure with just kind of like that sandy color but each dress is like treated differently the dresses have different cutouts in places different chain placement different metal placement Um, but I thought all five of them were spectacular and those would be like such insane pieces to have in a collection they also were able to use some of Dolly's jewelry in the show Uh, it mentioned that one of them was a bleeding heart so I'm not sure if it was used in that other dress but just kind of a note that it's cool to see like iconic brands and artists and foundations that represent these artists after they pass like be collaborative yeah that's definitely a really cool touch especially because they were friends exactly it's so cool and then the show ends with the tribute to Paco Paco was most well known for his like chainmail dresses and they're like short super mod like linked together so there's um Julian's interpretation of a modern version of that there's one of those included in here so he does it with different like crystals and glass embellishments and he shows a lot of different dresses like that and then I think they show maybe like five actual like recreations of the Paco's original dresses and it was just so beautiful so moving like you can see his work is still so relevant today and kind of like the spirit of the brand um and I thought it was a beautiful collection. I saw they had a lot of our um, fashion friends there, too. So it's cool. I feel like this year is the first year that I've seen a lot of these um, fashion TikTok content creators. Many of them who we've had on this show are getting invited to Paris Fashion Week. Like, doing the brands like Mugler and Paco and Acne Studios. I saw Kennedy Urich went to Louis Vuitton. Just, like, girlies are getting their bags, and I love it. Yeah, I feel like not that Paris Fashion Week ever fell off or anything like that, but for a long time, we were so enamored with New York Fashion Week as a community. And now that interest seems to be shifting to Paris, I feel like. Definitely. Even that past few seasons, like New York's luster has just gone down. I feel like even with yeah. like Marc Jacobs doesn't show there anymore, like he shows off season. Obviously, we kind of talk about how London's fallen off too. So I feel like 
if you're a fashion lover, Milan and Paris are kind of where like the best people show. But I feel like as far as social media goes, Paris is definitely the place to be. I didn't see a lot of people outside of the industry going to Milan yet. And with that, that wraps up our fashion month coverage. Always Wait, a marathon. I have one more. Oh, I thought I st- I thought you started. Okay, my bad. No, no, no. I. It's not like actually a huge show. Um, it's mostly just an interesting show. Auto Linger is the brand that I wanted to talk about, and it is. I looked at this brand and I thought to myself, this whole thing feels good and new but also familiar it kind of struck me as a brand and a showing that just felt like a weird collection of a lot of different current brands ashley williams Mm. with like the cat print um balenciaga some of these handbags looked like balenciaga handbags uh, Lueve with like the puffer stuff that was going on, Rick Owens with all of the straps. And that's not specific to any one of these brands. Like obviously they're all major brands that are part of the zeitgeist at the moment. Mm-hmm. But in particular, this brand and collection felt like just a funny little mix of everything. And I could also really see Julia Fox wearing a brand like this. Um, just randomly deciding- she, like, we- we talked mm. about Autolinger on this show before, and I'm, like, sitting here trying to Google it because I'm trying to figure out why. And now that you said Julia Fox, I'm thinking. Okay, look up Julia Fox Autolinger because, I mean, it it is the most um, obvious natural pairing to me in my <laughs> mind, both the casual stuff and the nighttime stuff the going out stuff. Like, it all just looks like something that she would wear. And I – Honestly, like I hope that these two um, women decided like this was just we're going to go after Julia Fox. (laughs) They (laughs) were shortlisted for the LVMH prize in 2018. Uh, Cosima Gadient and Krista Borsch. They are Swedish. No, German. Oh, wait. (laughs) Berlin based Swiss born. So, you know, they're just middle of Europe girlies. And I do feel like Julia Fox has some of that energy going on there. Like, don't give a fuck. Um, Gonna say what she's gonna say. Like, isn't gonna sugarcoat it for anybody. And um, so we haven't even talked about the actual clothes here. But basically those brands that I was talking about, Imagine like a really random mishmash of them too. And that's what you're going to get. We have this mesh cat print exposed seeming maxi dress paired with a, a bolero half quarter zip zipped all the way up to the head. Um, we have some denim on denim happening with a bell sleeve and exposed shoulder, lots of wrapping effect happening here with some, honestly, a lot of the shoes in this collection looked like interesting ballet flat takes. I think these boots have like a ballet toe with a suede thigh high overlay. Um, So that's pretty cool, actually. We have, like, some moto pants happening with 
a um, matching hoodie and a ski jacket. And then these bags um, with the strap are what I kind of thought looked a lot like Balenciaga. There's another silver one being carried around here somewhere. Um, There's also one on this green outfit. Um, It's like a sport inspired sequined two-piece corset with like satin thigh-high boots. It's a lot happening in any one of these outfits. I really like- It's weird girl energy. It is weird girl energy, but like sexy weird girl, which I do appreciate. I love the like bug eye sunglasses and this giant, honestly, it's like an exaggerated eyelash fabric. Like it's not really Sherpa. It's not really fur. It reminds me of like a fabric that was popular in the 2000s. Like a literal uh, shag carpet. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's an, it's a fun texture. It shows up again in like a vest boa wrap shirt situation with some, uh, satiny high shine, um, again, moto pants. So I'm interested to see what this brand does go forward, if they just like totally fall off, if they continue to evolve and get shown. To have your first showing come out at Paris Fashion Week, like that's pretty cool. Um, Vogue took all the pictures. They didn't do actual written coverage of it. They just had like a published album. Mm -hmm. But still, that's like a huge get and I wish the best for them. I'm always curious how you get picked up by Vogue Runway too, because not every show is. So I bet that's a big moment for them. I figured out where we talked about them before. It's Doja Cat's Coachella outfit from last year. She had like (sighs) several. That's so random. And it was like, she had Angelica hair, like spikes at the time, like from Rugrats. Yeah. I feel like this is the reason we talked about that, but like something's going to come to me, maybe. Okay. But I feel like this is kind of the new age of fashion where it's like things don't match and we're putting a bunch of shit together and we're mm-hmm. calling it something. I feel like they fall under that category. Not yeah, my cup of tea, 100%. but I, I get it. Yeah, there is an art to being able to just throw shit together and call it something and present it with confidence and have a some level of cohesion that maybe, you know, like you said, is not for everyone and feels like that's the only way to feel new. I don't know. It's it's of the times. We'll see how it ages. Yeah, I think it's again back to like pendulum swinging of just like how can we be different? <laughs> <laughs> just go against all the like traditional norms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now that wraps up our Paris Fashion Week coverage. And Katie, I want to see your warm weather outfits. Yeah. So that will take us into the outfit portion of our episode where you can look at all the images on Instagram at Verf Podcast, linked in the show notes. You can also go to our TikTok, see them. There's a multitude of ways to view these images, which, of course, you always want to do. So my first outfit that is going on in this warm weather as I pull this up and drag this out. All right. The first one here is a pair of new denim shorts with the black J. Crew tube top that you got. I think, is it me, you, and Haley that have it now? Yes. With just a little black clutch and some 
of my summertime jewelry. I have seasonal jewelry, certainly. I feel like there's evergreen stuff, but then there's just stuff that only feels right for certain seasons. Like you're not going to bring out your heavy metal cuff every day in the summer. It's like a special piece then. And Mm -hmm. to be able to wear a glass bead necklace in February feels so nice. Paired it with these new wrap sandals that I got from TJ Maxx. And they are Mark Fisher and they were only $35. So pretty happy with that. I love TJ Maxx. Love Mark Fisher. I thought you were against the strappy, because these are, I mean, they're pushing on Gladiator because they are pretty high. That is what I put on my Instagram story. I really, (laughs) these feel like a Gladiator sandal to me, and I am interested to see how I feel about them go forward. Wearing them, it just felt right. Like, I specifically went shopping, like, not shopping for anything in particular. I perused a handful of stores that I was like, if I find something that speaks to me that I need to take with. And on my short list were like fancy summer footwear. This mm-hmm. feels like it can fall into that. And I was quite happy with this purchase. So we'll see how it you know combines with everything else that I have um, for my summer. Uh, but they're black. And that's easy. Now that I've learned not to buy brown footwear for myself, it mm-hmm. has really made shopping for footwear a lot easier. Were this to go out to a bar, just like bar hopping, uh, in Puerto Rico, I think I said it the week before, but just like to reiterate, because if you're not listening to every episode, honestly, that's on you. But... <laughs> You should That's be filled into the storyline. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, keep up. This is a chat. Uh, oh, so, what was your overall, like, Puerto Rico vibe? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Um, we stayed in Old San Juan basically the whole time. Um, we left twice, um, once to go to a different beach and then once to go to a different restaurant. Uh, I enjoyed it. The flight was super easy. It's really nice to not have to go through customs. Um, the food was really good, more similar to like, it is Caribbean food, but Seth thought it was going to be like Mexican food. Um, Mm. and so then when we got there, it's just like, it's not a deal breaker, obviously, like we love all kinds of food. Um, but you know, when you like think you're going somewhere and there's going to be a certain like short list of items and they're not there and then you have no idea what anything is, that's always fun. (laughs) What was the best thing you ate? Mm, I just, I love a good rice and beans moment. Um, top notch. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico does a lot of pork. Um, and I was, don't do a lot I of pork. haven't been eating that lately. So, um, but they also had a lot of, um, obviously like chicken and beef options, but there were specific like vegetarian sections of the menu, which was cool. Um, you know, you don't always see that everywhere. Yes, that's true. So a that lot was of the plantains. Yeah, lots of plantains. No corn. Um, that was like the big difference between like Mexican food and Puerto Rican food is like anywhere you would use corn in Mexico or like Guatemala or Colombia or anything like that, you would use a plantain. Like we had a plantain. Yeah, because I guess tamale, you don't really basically. you can't grow corn on islands. Yeah, so actually. 
one of the forts that we went to, we toured these two old historic forts from like the 15 and 1700s. And they had a whole plaque up about like how they fed all the soldiers. And they had a whole thing about how corn doesn't grow in Puerto Rico. And so that was like a really big learning curve at the time. One thing we were disappointed about was like the history that we could go see that like was in all of the major stuff really only went to like the 1500s and we were like okay but what about what about before that I would like to know like mostly just because when you're in like a history consuming mood you want to know it all like when you're in having a museum day I want a full breakdown I need start to finish I want everything in between I want my eyeballs to bleed by the end of the day and I'm reading every that plaque. Was not provided. I'm reading every exactly. Plaque like I need yeah. solid time. Uh, so that was a bit disappointing. But overall, great experience. Would definitely go back. Would definitely recommend. Um, the ocean was great, and weather was fantastic. I mean, could not beat it. Was it hot? It was hot, but it was uh, windy too. We had a similar experience in Aruba, actually, where it was hot, like low 80s but and sunny but windy and this was more humid than Aruba Aruba was dry and my hair was definitely like did not know what to do the first day it was like so I loved it it was like voluminous and curly and just kind of like island vibes by day three there was no saving it it was going in braids like there was no way to recover I was a big fan of the box braid trend back in like I don't know what like 2017 that one was always a savior for bad hair days I always just accidentally give myself box braids like I guess that's how I (laughs) manually do it on myself versus a french braid a box braid sorry if you don't know if you're listening is like when it sticks up out of your head versus like a french braid goes into your head that's kind of hard to talk through no but but you're right and like having like boxer braids like it's just split down the middle and two down the side and they're just like really tight that's the ones that I love I actually don't know I always do a French braid I don't know how to do a box braid where it's like flipped inverted oh okay so we're talking about different hairstyles here but like basically the same thing okay yeah yeah it's all good so then the next day for wandering around the city, um, well, I'll, also, though, here's the thing is that we had a rough itinerary and it got derailed, but in the good way. Like I we had one full city day mapped out and what we ended up doing was having. We had two beach full beach days and one city day and then what we ended up doing was just going to the beach every day and then filling like the late afternoon evening with city things. And so I was, yeah, agreed. It was a really nice, but I didn't have, I was a little underprepared, but like I, I I figured it out because my bikinis that I packed like didn't match up with like this dress. Okay. This dress in particular caused me issues because I wore it to the beach on top of my bikini. But the one that I packed for that day is a one shoulder situation. So it was not going to look cute under this dress. And so then, you know, had to like pack a little bra, pack underwear, change, do the whole thing. It's fine. This dress was super cute really great for after the beach 
you know, sometimes when you've been laying out, you just, you don't want anything tight. You, even if you're mm-hmm. not sunburned, even if you're not sweaty, like you're just going for flowy and breezy. And this was a great option. It was from Rent the, from Rent the Runway. Uh, Zarina, never heard of that brand, um, but far too expensive for what it was. Like it was super nice. I loved the material. It was lightweight. It didn't, it's like this pre-crinkly looking thing. So like it didn't ever look rumpled, which was everything you want in a vacation dress. Mm-hmm. But it's like close to three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just like I can go to Free People and get that for seventy eight dollars. Right, exactly. It's just not really worth yeah. it. Um, but the color was great, and rediscovered the arm party for this excursion. And oh, some new sneakers. Um, bought these also at TJ Maxx at the same time. I bought those Mark Fisher sandals. They're just little joui joie the french brand i used to have a silk shirt from them my bedspread is from them okay so tbd on the exact pronunciation but joey i I say joey j-o-i-e it's a french brand and neither of us know french so that's not helpful yeah not helpful at all (laughs) they were like you know, also a TJ Maxx find, so inexpensive, but they're just super plain, uh, which is awesome. You know, while I'm figuring out my shoe sneaker journey for the summer, you need a stand-in plain white shoe, and you one like that's have not to have one do in the rotation. Yeah. yeah, it's a requirement, and it also has to be clean. Yeah, I am like I keep wanting to buy more colorful sneakers, which I know you just made a colorful sneaker purchase. Yeah, but it's. It's hard because then you're like, it's not going to go with anything. So then you have white ones. But then I'm kind of like, I don't buy it quick enough. And then I wear the white ones down. And then I'm like, well, I have to get new white ones. And then vicious The cycle, cycle continues. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And so I'm really excited to see when they come in what I feel like I can match them with. They're green. So I don't have a green shoe. Um, but if I'm honest, the hot pink tabbies go with much more than I ever would have given them credit for. Um, well, you wear like a lot of black too. Like, so it's just any color. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. Uh, and then this little like woven little tote thing, um, put in some work for me this weekend. I got rid of a lot of my summer bags the end of last summer because I was doing that clean out and I don't really miss any of them, but I am unsure of what silhouettes I feel like I'm missing. Like I have a, I think I'm missing like a summer nighttime bag. Um, That's a tough one, but we'll see. And it's like nighttime depending on where you are because going out at night at the beach is like different than going out at night in the summer in the city. Yes, 100%. Yes. Ugh, going out at night on the beach. Much to ponder. I just like already a feeling I can feel and I'm excited about it. I think we're going to the beach this Secret weekend. Here it's come. not going to be warm enough. But yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, why not? Let's do it. All right, another. I think, was, I think we should rental. do a day trip. I yeah, it should be. It'll be fun. Okay, another um, run the runway dress. Another hot pink dress. This one is from Hutch. 
And this was a really fun, high quality dress. It felt and looked a lot more expensive than it photographed. Like, I think it looks nice here, but it was a dress that I got and I opened up the package and I was like, oh, this is worth money. Like, this is worth whatever they're charging for it, $250 or something like that. And it's a really fun print. It was not too hot. Um, The silhouette is, again, very forgiving, flowy. You're not going to feel like you have to be in a certain mood to wear it. Like, I could have worn this during the day if I really felt like messing with it. It did catch on my shoes. I cannot imagine a person shorter Uh. than me trying to wear this um, because the straps were not adjustable. So, but big miss there. But they were like cute like they had details to them so I can see why they aren't adjustable um but love a low plunge in the front for the summer too like a maxi with a can't relate to that (laughs) (laughs) you don't like it no I said I can't relate to that I can't do a deep plunge the girlies are falling everywhere so oh that's the one part I envy about that (laughs) it's definitely a um a fun like summer nighttime moment Mm -hmm. the next daytime dress was oh to leave also um this was so cute but also a little bit misadvertised i included this picture of me pointing to the crab only so that you could see the front of the dress um the cuter picture is obviously the other one, but we needed to talk about the front, which was that I don't really like that these straps, this like tank thing is sewn in. Like that was not, I couldn't really see that on the original images. Um, it just, it okay. looks so Can, dramatic. Speaking of your TJ Maxx find. Yeah. I had this dress favorited on there in the green colorway. And I couldn't what? quite get myself to pull the trigger because it almost looks like a sports bra. Yeah. So that is the part that I don't like. I ended up wearing this to the yeah. airport um, and wore a like a little sweater thing over top of it and liked it a lot better than when I couldn't see the straps because the bubble skirt is so cute. And I know that we talked mad shit about a bubble skirt, but – it is. It's okay. We're so both fun. on the other side now. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun to wear, and I felt floofy, and it did look messy. Like I felt like I was sort of adjusting it and fluffing it all day, but whatever. Like I've worn fussy stuff before, and I will continue to wear fussy stuff into the future. Um, this with those white denim, white denim, white leather sneakers again. That same brown bag. Um, this was a bun day because this was the last day and things were not (laughs) happening with my hair. Um, so those were my vacay outfits and it was a fantastic, um, vacation. It was fun and relaxing. It also came at the very end of a very long month for us. And now we are sitting in March quite happily, no plans on the horizon, and, and thank the Lord. <laughs> yes, we are recharging. There's no need to rush. We are taking our time with things. So speaking of taking our time, this is going to be a long episode, but we still have your outfits. So let's talk about them. Yes, let's hop over to me. I have a variety of not really outfits, but I 
kind of collected these photos over the past few weeks because I did not go to somewhere tropical. I've been in Maryland, which just had some interesting weather lately that none of you care about, but kind of warm, kind of cold all over the place all every day. Um, so the first outfit I have is from we, when we went out to Caitlin's birthday dinner and it was at this cute like Mediterranean place downstairs in the wine cellar. And I think I was just kind of getting ready in a hurry. It was like semi warmer than it's been, but not warm enough to like really lean into that yet. Um, and I think, oh, I know where I started with this. I got, I, I started with the smoky eye because I'm a makeup girly mm. first before getting dressed. Um, but it does box you in pretty heavily when you go for the dark eye. Like you have to match the vibe. So all black, black sweater, um, black free people jeans that I wear all the time. I broke out this like beautiful green suede moto jacket. Um, there's a lot of jackets happening this week. And then for my shoes, I kind of forgot about these shoes that I thrifted at um, mm-hmm. one of our favorite places. You were with me when I got them. But they're like um, almost like a mid-calf boot, but they're like cheetah. They're pointed toe. The stiletto on them is kind of like the perfect amount that I can wear for like a good amount of time. Probably still mm-hmm. want to be like sitting. I'm wearing them right now, actually, because I was like, I want to feel like a bad bitch podcasting today. Um, <laughs> and then just my tan coach bag which that bag's actually been getting some action recently i have found out since moving i've stored a lot of my bags away and because adhd they're not in my view site where they used to be more on my bookshelf i'm like not kind of playing around as much i just use my mark jacob one all the time so i need to like make a conscious effort to visit all the bags and then the next outfit I have, I saw this girl, she had a TikTok and she had these silver eyeshadow on. Obviously, we're obsessed with silver. You've heard it a million times. I ran to the comments to see what it was. It's the Max Mac Dazzle Show Liquid Eyeshadow in silver, whatever the name is. It was sold out everywhere, but I found someone Mercari and I've never ordered makeup from like Mercari or Poshmark. Yeah. Or anywhere. I said, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm trying it's it. It's eyeshadow. Uh, yeah, like what's the worst that can happen? It's not lipstick, <laughs> and it was like cheaper than I probably would have gotten it from Mac anyway. But I have a t- I have a TikTok on it and a reel. If you go to Instagram or face or Instagram or TikTok, you can see it. But it goes on so smooth. Like I want to buy it in different colors now. It did not like crack the entire night. It was really cool but i was meeting my sister and her husband for dinner and i was trying to make it more casual so that's how we ended up with this outfit which are my air force cargo pants that i thrifted white t-shirt i love the combination of my icy blue suede motor jacket with the silver and then i leaned into it with like two silver sparkling necklaces and my mark jacobs bag and then as we discussed i have my current classic white sneaker which are my Reeboks the next outfit I just got this jumpsuit from Cultivated my favorite boutique in town that my friend owns and it's like a sage green kind of acid wash um, short sleeve coveralls I love a jumpsuit always especially like a coveralls utilitarian suit and this one has a really cute detailing all over it I decided to I had already worn it like kind of regular but I was like let me see how I can layer it so I have like my white mesh tee and then I have that on top of it I have a Dace and Confused like baby tee that's from Brandy Melville 
and these like super chunky free people boots that I've had for a few weeks now. Um, and this was kind of like, it was fun, a little more punk rock. Then on the next day, oh, I was going to go get a vaccination shot at CVS. Ooh. So, and I was like, it was one of those moments of like, I've looked ugly too long. We're putting on real clothes. Yep, yep, yep. And so, <laughs> you know the feeling well. No, uh, the feeling. So, the free people black jeans, this purple, like, cable knit sweater that I got from Gap for Christmas. And I love this color purple. It's like really pretty grape. And then I just have this oversized black leather jacket, Reebok sneakers, black sunglasses. Easy, but like I was still the best looking person at CBS, and that's what I care about. Naturally. And then my last outfit is my least favorite of the bunch. It was oh. Friday night dinner. I was not. Andrew has been asking me to help him organize his clothes for months okay. um, since he's been dating me for several years now. He's accumulated quite a lot of clothes, right? Uh, <laughs> so I was, like, just going to go over there and help him organize clothes. And he's like, ah, actually, we're going to go out for dinner instead. And so I had, like, semi-wet <laughs> hair. And it was raining and gross out. So I was already running late. So it's just, like, black sweater, boyfriend jeans I wear, black boots. And then I got this um, J. Crew. It's kind of like a hunting jacket. It's got, like, the corduroy collar on it but it's cheetah print got gold details it's super cute that was a consignment find at cultivated and then i have my coach bag so the same tan one i mentioned earlier so you know i think spring is on the horizon i'm able to play with some pieces now that have been hiding uh, i think i'm even though we both kind of bashed our previous closet cleanouts um i need to go through and just get rid of anything i did not touch this winter there are yeah. like a stack of sweaters that i didn't even pull out and, like, mm. those should just be an easy, like, get rid of. And I think I've realized that, like, I can't buy cheap sweaters because I don't, mm. like, like, I don't know. I, I need to probably invest in some, like, higher quality sweaters that I could just, like, wear a ton. But yeah, that, that is really my count on. weekend outfit. Yeah, no. Th I mean, like you said, this was a pulled together um, accumulation here. And I'm I'm seeing not like a theme per se, but like they all go together. It's giving end of winter. It's giving, I need spring, but I'm still cute. And like you said, the most fabulous person at CVS, like we had so many activities for so long that we're embracing the, the casual fabulous moment. And I love that for us. As we should. And with that, that's our episode for the week. And we will be back next week. I want to say it's the Oscars. Ooh, I think you might be right. I think it is the Oscars. I've been seeing uh, like 7,000 different uh, commercials for it over the last few days. So it's got to be coming up soon. Yep, that's on Sunday. So we will see you back next week. We are going to have everything you need to know about the Oscars red carpet um, we're red carpet girlies and we're ready to comment on some people. And with that, right. we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, Tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Bird Podcast.
Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averitt. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averitt. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Averitt. This has been a Three Beverage Media production. <laughs>